Hi everyone, welcome back to Sam and Ellie Discuss Things, this is episode 11. Hello, hello, hello. So today we thought we'd do a really just a fun little episode where we just chat about favourite things that we've been loving lately and that's it in a nutshell. That's it, it's that, it's that easy, it's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, mm-hmm. tell me about your favourites. Okay, well, I'm starting off with a favourite which I've been using for a while now. And just to clear this up before we get going, this isn't a sponsored thing. This is literally just us chatting about the things that we use, that we love, that we know. And no money has exchanged any hands in this process, unfortunately. But one day, maybe, who knows? Um, So I'm kicking it off with one of my favourite cleaning discoveries I've ever made in my life. And it's small. And I've wanted to talk about this since the very first time we did this podcast together. And now is the time. And it's finally here. I can finally talk about it because it's right now. The time has come. (sighs) So what is Small? Small is a subscription service where you can put in how many washes you do a week and they will send you the right amount of washing tablets so that you always have enough to put a wash on. It's all completely eco-friendly, lovely, lovely ingredients. But the special bit is the packaging. So it comes in cardboard, which is completely unique to them. No other washing detergent pods, no other pods come in that. They all come in plastic, which really cuts down on plastic waste. They've got the first ever child safety cardboard packaging, and it's just incredible. That packaging innovation. It is packaging innovation. I do love it. But the thing I love about Small as well is they don't just do that. Like, I've recently bought the fabric conditioner because I've never used fabric conditioner before, and... I've got to say, I'm never going back. Things just don't crease. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's taken me this long. (laughs) Oh my word. I... I want something. I want a fabric conditioner that stops my clothes creasing. It's so I don't have an iron here. You don't have an iron? <laughs> no, I don't have an iron or an iron board. How to cope? <laughs> just don't wear things that. Uh, things know, creasing, just put them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be so unsustainable. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I've got the fabric conditioner now, which is so good because it's like concentrated. So you just put like five pumps into the thing in it sorts Mm. itself out and then the other thing that I love from them which I've not used yet but I've got in my cupboard is the surface sprays they've come out with a set of three surface sprays in these gorgeous bottles and um, it's a set it's glass bathroom and surface and Mm. you just drop a tablet in and fill it with water and then you're good to go Mm. so when you're running low and your washing tablets are due to come maybe that week. You just log on to your portal and put, I've run out of this. Can you send some of that with my washing tablets? Mm. And then you've just got surface spray again. And they've only had to send a little tablet and not a whole bottle. And there's no plastic waste. Yeah. Is it just, is the actual product itself like good for the environment? You know, like how mm-hmm. Ecova is, you know, not, not harmful chemicals. Is it like that? Or is it it's, just mainly the packaging? No, it's all completely gorgeous for the environment. Oh my word. And do you think it's more expensive than the supermarket? No, so here's the thing. I'm a bit wary of all of these subscriptions because most of them try and rip you off. It's like, subscribe to this because we know we can get a rolling fee from you for something that you don't need to pay for all the time. But with small... It is different because you're in complete control of how frequently you get these things. Like you don't sign up and get it every month regardless of if you need it. If you want Mm. to delay it by a month, you can. It's completely in your hands. And it only costs the same 
as store-bought because they only sell via online. They pass mm. the savings directly to the consumer, mm. which helps drive the cost down. And they are one to, to watch out for, to believe in, to try out, to mm. go and sign up for immediately, right now. Do it. Do you know what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I've got a big thing of washing powder at the minute, but once that's run out, I might look into it because I'll hold my hands up and say, I am very conscious about my diet and my food shopping when it comes to sustainability. Also like my clothes as well, in a way, because I like to buy secondhand clothes. But when it comes to cleaning stuff, because I'm not that into it and I'm just it's just a chore that I don't want to think about, I just pick up what I know. And that's bad of me. And I need to look into more sustainable brands. So that's something to that I need to look into. Yeah. And also, I'm trying to move away from bad cleaning things, which are <laughs> the bad cleaning supplies. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> I'm trying to find a bleach replacement, which is suitable for me, because mm. bleach is not the one. You uh, can have a bleach, pretty sure. I know, but I can't buy it in any of my local supermarkets or shops. So... Oh. But also, well, like, that... inherently, is bleach just not just bad anyway? <laughs> like, bleach is you just, just can't avoid it. Yeah, bleach is awful, but I think you can do without it. Like, I don't see why you need it. Cause... I don't really use bleach that much. I um, use it a little bit in the toilet, but that's fine. Yeah, but things like disposable cleaning bits and bobs, like sponges, I'm trying to move away from. There's so many good alternatives that you can get, so... Mm. I've not done it yet, but watch this space. You'll have to keep me updated. I will. But anyway, enough about my cleaning life. What's your favourite? <laughs> I bought some sprout milk yesterday. That's oh. my that's my month's favourite. That's sounds favorite. Really familiar. What's sprout milk? It's made from peas, and we and we know how peas are. You know, one of the better we love things the peas. for the planet. Sprout yeah. is that the one with the black and white packaging? Yeah. Oh, how is it? What does it taste like? It's all right. You know, well, I've just had it in my porridge, but yeah, it's fine. Does it because taste like peas? It doesn't taste that much, to be honest. Don't taste that much. But like, because you know, there's so many, there's so many milks out there. There's rice <laughs> milk, oat milk, almond, hazelnut, soya, and hem. But like, there's this whole like thing. I feel like there's just there's this infographic that floats around the internet, and it's like <laughs> the best milk for the planet, and and almond milk uses loads of water. So there's so, rice. Yeah. So I just try and avoid almond milk where I can well basically I normally put almond milk in my porridge but I just I'm so aware of like how much water it uses so I, I thought I'd try sprout milk you know because it might be a more sustainable alternative and it's nice but obviously I still love my oat milk for my coffee oh, because that just gives a creamy texture yeah could you put oat milk in your porridge you could but it's outside so it's kind of thick isn't it <laughs> 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 but yeah no it's nice i was gonna say we we mentioned talking about this on the podcast before but i did try and make my own oat milk once i tried to milk my own oats <laughs> how, did and... how did it go well you know i've tried it i've tried i've given it a go but i think that's for the hardcore the hardcore eco vegans and to be honest it's not for the average joe <laughs> what did it come out like and what was the process for anyone who doesn't know so basically you have to buy a a nut milk bag from the internet so you can you you can use it to make oat milk but you can also use it to make nut milk like almond or whatever Mm -hmm. and you put some oats and some water and also a a date and a little bit of um, maple syrup for sweetness into a blender you blitz it up and then you just pour it 
you pour the mixture into this bag and you squeeze it with your hands through the like through the sort of fabric mesh out into a bowl and it goes everywhere and it's, it's just it's horrible <laughs> okay i don't think i'll be doing that but i kind of want to try it for the novelty i think i can just imagine you go. just dead extreme dressed up as some sort of like medieval milkmaid just like <laughs> milking this bag of oats <laughs> i've got my i've got my milk my not milk bag in one of my drawers but she stays there she doesn't come out very often could you do it with a hand blender i don't have a big blender but could i do it with a hand blender I mean, I don't know, it might be a bit messy, it might go everywhere. I just did it in my Nutribullet, like, you know. See, the yeah. only reason I like the idea of milking my own oats is because it's such a horrible thing to say. <laughs> <It's> so just... <laughs> We love milking our own oats. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Vile. I just, I struggle. <laughs> I struggle to get through a litre of milk before it goes off because I literally only have a little splash here and there in literally at the weekend because I don't even drink coffee or tea in my house through the week so I'm never here. At the weekend, I'll just put a little splash in my coffee and tea and then most of the thing just sits there. And then I've got to be honest, I do end up using it for about three weeks when it's been out of date that whole time <laughs> because I just can't bring myself to throw it away and it doesn't look or smell off. So well, it's not often, it's fine. Yeah, but it just worried but, me a bit. I just, I'd rather be able to make my own in little amounts. Yeah, you can do that. But the the thing is that I haven't said yet. It does taste a little bit like porridge water, like mm-hmm. porridge flavored water. So you know, <laughs> give it a go. But it might not be for you. Could it you might mix, be for you. Might not. Could you mix like oats and almonds up and and make? I don't know. Maybe you'd have to look into it. Another thing that's quite intensive you know, and quite hardcore vegan that I've tried, but it's not really for me, is, like, soaking my own pulses overnight. Like, oh, I hate doing that. I just chuck like, them in. Soaking, like, you know, chickpeas, for example, if you soak them overnight, it's, to be fair, there's an Ottolangi recipe for hummus, and when you make it with prop- properly make it and soak the chickpeas overnight rather than just use ones in the tins, it makes the best hummus you've ever tasted in your life. Really? Does it actually make a difference yeah. to the taste? Yeah, but that's the only time I would ever suggest soaking your own pulses because I'm not really an expert, as I've said a million times on this podcast, but <laughs> there was a bit in that book that Tim Spector was saying that it might be it might actually be nutritionally better to have pulses from a can that is sort of, you know, sitting in the water rather than rather than buy them dried and soak them yourself because the ones that are dried could be sitting there for months and they could lose nutritional value. But that's just me quoting what he said. I just prefer to buy it in the can anyway because it's easier. And, you know, I just think trying to do everything perfectly is just so so unattainable people don't have time to like people barely have time to cook let alone soak their own pulses overnight and stuff you know no, they don't. so they don't. you've got to make gonna make the sustainable diet accessible no no i've got to be honest though i don't soak my lentils i use them dry i, I use chickpeas from a can because who can be bothered soaking chickpeas yeah. But with lentils, I want kidney beans as well because it's well dangerous if you don't soak them right. Lentils, I just throw them in. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to soak your lentils, but some people do, including me, because I've read that soaking your lentils 
before you cook with them for like 20 minutes or so it sort of breaks down this thing in it that kind of can be a bit an irritant to your stomach and some Mm. people do sort of get sort of aversive side effects from eating too many lentils but if you soak them it reduces that we'll leave that where it belongs (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, but yeah i'm on about you know chickpeas but also like i don't know stuff like cannellini beans or that kind of thing where you can know you can buy them dried yeah um, but you don't have to but you can if you want to but you don't have to I'd always soak a bean, and if you don't soak kidney beans right, I swear down, it's very poisonous for you. Oh, I don't know. Because once me and my ex were cooking a... I can't remember what we were making. I think it might have been a shepherd's pie that had kidney beans in it. And we put dried kidney beans in, and then we were like, oh, this is going to be great. And then we were just like, I wonder how long should we have soaked those kidney beans? Should we check? So we checked the packet, and it was like ensure you soak the kidney beans for at least 12 hours otherwise poisoning may occur or something and we were like ah so we had to sit there picking them all out of this thing oh my god (laughs) you know what this is completely unrelated but it just reminds me of this one time when i went blackberry picking um, in the field behind my house when i was a kid yeah and you know how you're supposed to soak them um because well, mom, my mum said that when she was younger, she went blackberry picking and her mum would always make her soak them in a bowl of salted water because these little white wriggly grubs float to the top and come out of them. And I never did that. I just ate them straight from the bowl. And I, I ate this massive bowl of blackberries and felt really, really sick. Anyway, years later, I found out you're supposed to soak them. And we did it. We went blackberry picking, oh. soaked them, and these little grubs came out and I was like, I just don't want to think about what I ingested that day when I was a kid. No, honestly, though, I've seen this thing that was floating around on the Instagram. Apparently, if you soak, like, loads of things in salt water, like strawberries and all, from the shop, the white grubs, they come. Really? Yeah. But then, like we were saying in that episode, the gut microbiome episode, that there are the grubs in the cheese and the French love it. So, you I... know, the French cheeses. I think it does more harm than good knowing that those clubs are in there. <laughs> because <laughs> I think we need to eat them. Yeah, but but when you go blackberry picking, I people need to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're picking your own fruit, soak them. <laughs> yes. I've got a random fact that I would like to mention as a favourite. Go this ahead, then. It's completely random. Um, this conversation doesn't have to go anywhere, but I just have to put it out there. Oh, when gosh. I was reading that Tim Spector book, he said that the first ever, the first ever processed, like, ready meal that came into the shops in the UK was in 1976 and it was Marks and Spencer and they made a chicken Kiev. That's all. Oh my God. <laughs> Who knew that that all these all these ready meals that we have today, you know, stemmed from the humble beginnings of a chicken Kiev. And who knew it came from M&S? I know, and in 1976. To be fair, though, 1976 or 1970s were a bit of a time for, like, a boom in the processed foods. Yeah. Like, what with Smash and, like, Smash. Angel's Delight and stuff. When did Spam hit the shelves? Was that Oh, my word, days? Spam, I don't know. Um, right, I want to hit you with one of my monthly favourites, please. Yes. One of my monthly favourites at the minute is growing mushrooms at home myself. Oh, my word, tell me more. I've got a kit from my granddad and it's to grow king oyster mushrooms and it's the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen in my life I'm looking at it right now it looks like an alien landscape and something out of a sci-fi film 
So what I'll do is I'll put a picture of it in the Wake Up Collection and I'll document the growth of it on Instagram. <laughs> on, our, on our Instagram. So go follow us at Sam and Ellie Pod so you can check out what the mushrooms are up to. And, you know... I'll let you know how it goes, but I'm just enjoying the process, to be honest. It's making me feel very connected with nature. That's lovely. That's so exciting. Isn't it? Because I would love to grow my own produce in my little flat, but I just have never got around to it. But that's so nice. I know. See, the thing is with them as well, I don't think it needs much light. So I'm not worried about where I put it. It just needs to be a certain temperature and a certain moisture. So I'm just spraying it when I need to spray it with some water and making sure it's warm enough and it should be fine whereas like a herb garden it needs to really have sunlight and Mm. that's not a liberty I have living in this underground bunker so Mm. yeah I'm hoping that maybe the future will be more people growing stuff in their flats and in their little balconies and gardens and stuff yeah um but you never know like in Divergent throwback they did that in Divergent I don't know I just remember like these little communities of people that wore cloth and were like living out and about that sounds like certain groups of people in real life <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find them was... go on facebook and search vegan <laughs> <laughs> let's not get cancelled come on <laughs> if i'm going down for anything then i want to go down for slagging off my own kind <laughs> go on bless us with a favorite of yours I made this recipe and I'll put a picture of the um of the recipe itself from the book in the collection as well um it's from this book that my friend Rachel from home shout out to Rachel Dodd got me (laughs) friend of the show (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she even listens (laughs) called it's this book that she got me called Issa does it um and it's American, so all the ingredients, all the, re- all the, oh my God, I can't speak. All the measurements are like in cups and ounces and all this stuff that I have to convert because I'm just a Brit. <laughs> um, and it's just too much for me to handle. Although I do have, oh, that's another favourite actually. I do have these like copper c- cup measurements that are just stunning um, that my friend got me for Christmas and they're lovely. I <laughs> completely started tracking. <laughs> so my friend Rachel got me this book called Issa does it and it's all like you know sort of it's all vegan recipes that are like really really nice like they are so they're so nice and I made this curry from it last night and it's Sam it's just amazing you have to try it I want to it's called down home curry don't know why it's called down home curry but it is and it's got tofu and broccoli (laughs) it's got tofu broccoli um and then she puts for flavor and it's like garlic curry powder Soy sauce or tamari sauce in a curry, I know, but it's amazing. Tomato puree. Wow. <laughs> so innovative. <laughs> and then it's got potatoes, carrots, broccoli, and it's got tofu in it. And it's also got coconut milk, which I find in a curry makes it nice and creamy and nice. Oh, and then it's got coriander on top. And that, I'll, I'll put the picture in the weight collection, but that was just so nice last night. So that is stunning. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love those lovely copper measuring spoons that you got me. <laughs> and they go nicely with my copper measuring cups. Do you know what? No, I do have to give it an honourable mention. I do have to shout out. I know it's a product-based favourites compilation, 
But this podcast is one of my favourites because it's taught me the beautiful joys of aubergines and courgettes. (laughs) And I genuinely did not used to enjoy them. And because of this podcast... I have started to really love them and I buy them. I love them. I treat them with kindness and respect. That's amazing. I love aubergines and courgettes. When I was in the shop the other day, I picked up an aubergine and courgette and put them in my basket because I felt like I didn't have enough veg and I just wanted them for the sake of it. For the health and safety. But um, that's so nice. Did you know that you are supposed to sweat aubergines? Well, you don't have to, but it reduces like the bitterness of it. Takes huh? takes the edge off the bitterness. You just put a sprinkling of salt on them and leave them fifteen minutes before you roast them or cook uh, them with them and rinse it off. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll give that a go tonight. Because well, tonight's the night where I'm doing my big batch cook. Ooh, I've got a favourite. <clears throat> it's got someone. Oh, oh no book that I read a while ago but it's very important. What is it? Called The Carbon Footprint of Everything. Basically it was written 10 years ago and I think there's a recent update recently but um, <laughs> there is a whole section about food and the carbon footprint of food but that helped me have give myself a framework of like understanding like what really is like a high carbon footprint way of living and what's a low carbon footprint way of living and like just putting everything into perspective and how much of an impact it has on the world. So that's a good one that I would recommend if you don't get too stressed out by those things, I, for one, do get a bit stressed out and I'm glad I've read it. But also there's things that I've not looked at for a while because it's like, I know the facts. I don't want to overwhelm myself. Like, you know, Seaspiracy that's on Netflix. I want to watch it, but I just can't bring myself. No, I can't bring myself to watch it as well. And to be honest, I don't eat fish anyway. It just (laughs) upsets me. Like, I can't, I can't face it. And I've got no habits to change. No, do you know what? I probably have. There's probably things I do, like, it's probably about stuff that you flushed down the sink and all, isn't it? But I don't know. I don't want to watch it. Fair enough. Do we have to? No, don't have to, no. One of our loyal listeners sent me this link um, saying that they thought of us when they saw it. And it's called, it's a sustainable fashion accelerator. So for anyone who's got a sustainable fashion business that they want to grow, check this out. I'll, we'll leave a link in the Wakelet collection. It's basically the application deadline is the 25th of April. Oh my gosh. It's going to be like a few days after this episode. (laughs) But it's fine. So basically I'll just read what it says. A dynamic support program for the next generation of fashion labels looking to scale up and grow their businesses sustainably. Um, And it's at the Trampery, which I think is in London. Yeah. It's like a program that goes on. So where you get mentoring, you get you get mentoring on loads of different things, like loads of different ways that you need to consider about sustainability with your business. So I'll leave that because that was sent to us and I think that's a nice one to share with our mm-hmm. listeners. So that's that. No, that's a good one. That's that's a good mention. Thanks for that, Ellie. You're welcome. What, <laughs> I feel like we're on like some sort of radio show. I've got some favourites. No, you keep having favourites. I've not said mine. You keep saying yours. I've got so many. No, I actually do want to say one of my favourites, which I wanted to discuss today is wholemeal bread. Because I've been eating a lot of wholemeal bread recently. Mm. And I've been loving every minute of it. Because I always went for seeded. I've not really been a white bread person 
before. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do love a piece of white, white farmhouse when I'm feeling naughty, you know, like with a bit of flour on top, that one. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes cracking toast. But I've been trying wholemeal for the fibre and I've finally managed to shake off the bad habit, which was white pita breads. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now I'm fully wholemeal. That's amazing. I've been watching Peep Show and... <laughs> There's this episode where, like, Jeremy is stealing all of, like, Mark's food. And um, so Mark buys some food in that Jeremy won't eat. And Jeremy, like, opens the fridge door and it's like, why is there a marrow in the fridge? And then it opens the bread bin and it's like, why is there, like, wholemeal seed bread? And and Mark's like, it's just nutritious, delicious food. And I just realised, like, that is food I would genuinely eat. And, like, yeah. they see, they t- they use it as, like, a food that... that it's it's so good though like i love it i only saw a marrow once in my life and that was at norton priory and they were selling some veg that they'd grown in the garden there and it's a huge marrow and it's just on a little stall um by the entrance and on its own i just did and it's just a giant courgette (laughs) is it just a giant courgette yeah how did you use it um i stuffed it <laughs> why is that so weird <laughs> wait so what did you do lentils on that when yeah oh my gosh months ago months so not years no this was like okay. in the summer oh just like you're gonna be stuffing your butternut squash oh <gasps> i'm so excited for that that's one of the meals i'm doing tonight i cannot wait Oh wait, no! I said that in the last episode. This this was recorded on the same day as my episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's okay. It's fine. Look, it was me stuffing butternut squashes every single day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any monthly favourites. I don't like anything else. Fair enough. You got any weight clip collections you want to shout out? Oh yeah, I'd like to shout out my meal prep collection. I can put a link to that collection in the collection, um, collection section. And <laughs> you, can, you can have a look at all the recipes that I like. There's a lot of BBC good food on there because I am a sucker for BBC good food. Um, as well as there's quite a few Tesco's because I just did a recent trawl of the site <laughs> for good recipes. <laughs> and found some absolute crackers, so they're in there now. Um, you and just yeah. call it Tesco? Tesco with the recipes. Eh? They've got a really nice collection of recipes. I think they come from that magazine they do, you know, the, the, the Tesco food magazine. Yeah. Which has always been a bit of a gem. Oh, that's lovely. I never checked that out last short. Um, you just want to go waitrose. <laughs> Are you on the mailing list? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do have to say, I like waitrose because you can find things that you can't normally find somewhere else. So, you know, I like to try new different new different things and specifically whole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh when you God. run out of things at waitrose, you're going to have to travel into Harrods. <laughs> no, I'll just go to the health food stores. I've not, I've not, t- I've not even touched Holland and Barrett yet. <laughs> I think you should have done Holland and Barrett before Waitrose. I think it's a bit cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, not, not necessarily, you know. No, 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 no. Well, you can uh, get them in Tesco. There's Holland and Barrett's inside a hobby Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> not here, mate. Not Donnie yet. Um, only in our special delightful St. Helens. The whole grains I got from Waitrose anyway. I, I've tried spelt, amaranth, millet, 
Red and white quinoa, bulgur wheat. Red quinoa? Red quinoa, yeah. What's that? It's quinoa, but red. And you know, when I was living in London, there was a shop <laughs> in Chiswick where I worked that was like, a, it was like a, a bulk buy, like sustainable food shop where you walked in and there was like big, huge things full of like all these different grains and stuff and you could just get them and fill up your containers and buy them. I want that here. That's what I want. I want that here. There probably is one in Manchester, you know. Not reach in Lincoln, out. So no. Reach out if you are one of them. Reach out. Okay. Have you not got another favourite? I have, but I've got too many and you don't have enough. It's because I don't like anything. <laughs> Does it have to be food and sustainability or anything? No. One of my favourites of all time is my Udi. I love that thing. It's a big hoodie. It's like, I think it's 6XL, but it's just completely fleece, fluffy lined. It's so big. It's so nice. And over the weekend, when I was sitting in gardens with people, because that's allowed now in the UK, um, I was just in the warm embrace of that Udi all weekend and it kept me safe and I loved it. It's so warming, isn't it? It's so protective. It's so nice. So I'll put a link to them in the Wakelet collection too. And I'm someone who scoffs at things like that because I'm like, that is just... Why would you wear something that just doesn't look aesthetic in any way? <laughs> Sorry, But Tom. you put it on and oh, trust me, I don't wear it for the fashion. You're the one that went to the shop in it. <laughs> <laughs> We did walk to the shop for some gin and tonic and I was wearing the UD. Yeah. And it was a fabulous moment. It Go kept on. me warm and protected. Go on, everyone. Get warm. We can all wear it when we meet up. Mm-hmm. We can all listeners. wear our UDs. Now we'll all get a waitress together in our UDs. <laughs> I'm exhausted from talking. <laughs> you've, you've brought your favourites. I've brought mine. We've done it. Let us know what your favourites are over on the group Discuss Things on Facebook. Um, it's, a, it's a place we set up so that we could all carry on the conversation after the episodes. And I've got to be honest, none of you are bringing it yet. So get it together. Hey, that sounds dead accusatory. Let us know what your favourites are over <laughs> on... <laughs> no, it'll do. To be honest, Ellie, I'm thirsty and I've mentioned all my favourites, so I'm ready to call it a day here. So thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Sam and Ellie Pod and connect with us on LinkedIn if you would like. But I think that's all. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>